Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're just going to talk about the Atlantic slave trade. We're going to talk about some numbers. We're going to sip some coffee. We're going to sip on a cold beverage. We're going to use a little common sense. We're just going to just, you know, we're not going to come to any concrete conclusions. We're just talking and we're just thinking and we're just being rational, right? And when we're doing so, we're going to talk about history, right? We're talking about his story, but we also got to talk about our story as well, right? Because, you know, oftentimes what we do as a people is that we are almost programmed to challenge each other. Yo, that'll make sense. That'll make sense in this and then the third. But we're kind of like so lax. We're kind of like so trusting that we trust these folks. We trust devils with no problem. Like whatever these devils say, we're like, yeah, yeah, that it happened just like that. And then oftentimes we would challenge each other based on what the devil said. But, you know, all we want to do, you know, today is just this. Like, check this out. During this podcast, we just like, we're just going to read some numbers and we're just going to think to ourselves, like, yo, do this really make sense? Like, can we see a different alternative, right? If you will, make sure you drop a comment. Make sure you invite all of your Afrocentric brothers, all of your uh, Aboriginal brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to have a real conversation and we're going to see, like, what really makes sense to us and what don't, right? Today, I'm going to use, like, three websites. And the first website is going to be Slave Voyages. The second one, I'm going to use one from Weber, right? Weber University, Statistics on Slavery. Then we're going to use um, the U.S. Archive Org, right? That's going to be the last document we're going to use, right? So just real quick, taking a look at the Slave Voyages. You know, we often taught that um, 12 million Africans left West Africa and came to the Americas via the slave trade, right? So let's just take a look at that and just, just think on that concept. Let's have a conversation about it, right? In terms of the wilderness of North America, we see that slave voyages have a specific number, right? The data or the time frame is from 1501 to 1866. And in the slave trade, we see that 366,000 people Africans came to the wilderness of North America through the Atlantic slave trade, right? The transatlantic slave trade. Okay. We taught that 12 million total came over, but we see through this source, slaveboyages.org, that only 366,000 people came. Now, these are real souls, real lives. They're real people. We don't want to just reduce everything down to numbers. We're just having a conversation. Out this 366,000 that came over a time period from 1501 to 1866, when you try to change that time frame around, those numbers, they stay the same. You know, I already gave it a shot. The bulk of these African slaves came to two territories, Carolinas and Virginia. This is where the bulk of these West African slaves were dropped off. And then they kind of moved around from there, right? This is according to slavevoyages.org. Now, I want you guys to consider something, right? Because, you know, we was taught through roots 
You know, we looked at what Alex Haley talked about, even though we know he swagger jacked the story later. Through Roots, you know, we seen how West Africa was captured, then they were put on the boat, and then they was in the Atlantic Ocean. So my question to you guys is this. When these West African slaves was on that slave ship and it was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, who did they technically belong to? Because the way that they give us the slave story is that they really technically didn't belong to anybody because they had to be brought to the Americas, washed up, went through a little seasoning process, and then during the seasoning process, they cleaned up, they take into the auction block, and then they do not necessarily have an owner until they are sold. Right? So technically, these people don't belong to anybody. So that means when they hit the dock, they have to be housed somewhere. They just don't have an immediate destination. Somebody have to house these people somewhere. Right? That's the part I want you to, you know, we're talking about colonial America. We're talking about 1672. They don't have a lot. There's no technology going on like that. Everybody's writing stuff down in pen. Everybody's doing stuff hand to hand. It's a lot of elbow grease being used. Everything is manual. It ain't nothing, you know, you don't, you don't have, um, like, uh, porch lights and street lights to light everything up. You know, that quote unquote slave ship hit that dock in the middle of the night. It's just dark. It ain't no lights and this and that. We talking about old school colonial days, right? I want to, because I want to paint this picture in your mind. So now we're going to move on to the next source, right? We're going to look at statistics on slavery, population of the original 13 colonies. This is by Weber EDU. And there's a lot of different, you know, colonies that we can go over out of the 13. But I want to bring your attention just to two, right? We're going to talk about Carolina and Virginia. Because we're going to tie this all in back to the slave voyages. Now, so again, let's go back. Let's go back. 1619, we're taught this is when the first slave ship hit the Americas, right? 20 and some odd Negroes. Now, if you kind of do the research today, you would see it says 20 and some odd Africans. <laughs> you know, everything is being changed from Negro African, but when you look at the original transcript, it don't say that. It say 20 and some odd Negroes, but maybe that's a different story for a different day, right? The year I want to focus on is 1750. I really want to take a look at 1750 because 1750, the population for slaves in the territory that we call Virginia is 101,000. And then the total white population in 1750 Virginia is 129,000. So damn near right off the back, it's almost a one-for-one one ratio. Almost. Almost. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like one-for-one. One. So I'm like, yo, how do you get 100,000 Africans from West Africa to Virginia and by the time you reach 1750, you have 100,000 Africans in Virginia. At 1750? Where did you put all these people at? Like, what? because the population is damn near one for one. So, like, like where are they being housed at? Where are they, like, 100,000? You just really got to consider. This is colonial Virginia. 
How do you get a hundred thousand people, Africans, from one place to another? You forcibly remove, and you got a hundred thousand people here in less than like what is that like 130 years later? How does that happen? How can you keep control of a population in 1750 that's damn near one for one? Like, how does that happen? The rifle wasn't even made to what, like 1705, 17? Everybody got, everybody got pistols, man. Maybe that's a different story for a different day because I'm going to, down a different direction and I'm going to show you where I'm going later. But I just want to just a hundred thousand people were forcibly removed from West Africa and they made it to Virginia. And I'm not including all the other colonies because total they got it at 236,000. I'm just focusing on one. I'm just looking at Virginia and I'm like, yo, how do you get a hundred thousand people in colonial Virginia, the Commonwealth? How does that happen? Then I had to think about it like this, like, you know, now you can't really show me no slave dungeons on West Africa. You got to show me slave dungeons in Virginia now. You Somebody got to show me where did you house and hold all these people because everybody just didn't have an owner like that. Everybody is just, that's too many people. Everybody didn't have an owner like that. Okay, so now let's go to a different source, right? Let's go to a different source. And what I'm doing, I'm not saying that the Atlantic slave trade never happened. All I'm saying is like, we just never tell us a story. Some people from Europe, some devils, they come to us, they give us a story. We never even challenge history. We never even challenge his story. If that's his story, what is our story? We just look, we just went over slave voyages, right? And slave voyages is saying, you know, this how many hundreds of thousands of Africans was brought to the Americas, right? To the United States, because we're talking about the United States. Then we look at statistics on slavery from Weber, right? And just think. Ships are coming in from 1619, right? Because this is what they tell us, Virginia, all the way up to 1750. And there was 100,000 Africans so far in the territory that we call Virginia. Now, I'm just saying this, right? Because I want to read the document, but I'm just saying this, right? I'm just, we're freestyling. We're having a conversation. We're talking. When it comes to logistics and transportation, the only thing that I see or have witnessed that this so-called devil is good at when it comes to logistics and people now is the United States military. That is the only institution that I know that I can think of where, you know, this guy have, he kind of set up a plan where he can take in hundreds and thousands of people in at a time. Right. But once he have them in, you know, he's going to provide you with new clothing, new socks, new boots, you know, uh, new hats, uh, new coats. Uh, he's going to put you in a, so I'm talking about basic training now. He can take you from all over the world, but he's going to house you somewhere, basic training. And then once he house you and you make it through basic training, then he's going to give you like some tech school or some AIT, right? You're going to get some training for your mentor about the job you're going to do. 
and then through orders he can deploy you right to okay you're going to go over there to this base or you're going to go over to this base you're going to go here you're going to go there right that's the this is logistics right this is all moving humans around right when it comes to the slave trade though too many of our people out think we get in this thing we we get us a plane ticket we run to africa and then we say okay show us the slave dungeons and then we walk around the slave dungeons and they show you this show you that and you'd be like oh okay but if we're talking about logistics now again going back to the earlier point i was trying to make if you have listen to me family if you got two thousand africans in a slave dungeon in west africa and three ships pull up and three ships take 300 africans apiece right and then that's we, we, three i mean three ships 300 africans per ship now you got 900 people crossing the atlantic the minute that ship hit the atlantic there's no owner for these people they don't have an owner now i just want to paint this picture nobody owns anybody now they have to get you to virginia get you to the carolinas you hit that dock it's 900 still. We may lost some, but, but I'm not trying to go down that road. I just want to paint a picture for you. When these people come off the ship, they have to be housed somewhere. It's, it's not like they was doing pre-orders back in the 1600s. Oh, okay. Well, now, now we you know, we made it to the dock, guys. We made a safe travel. Everything went well. Okay. Uh, Mr. Williams, uh, he got an order for 20. And then Mr. Johnson, he got an order for 16. And then we got to take uh, Mr. Thompson. His No, it didn't work that way. These people, how they taught us, had to come off the ship and be sold. Right? They had to be sold. So I'm like, it, so in other words, don't take me to a slave dungeon in Africa. You got to show me the one in Virginia now, because where did you house all of these people that came off the ship? There's no business model. There's no such thing as a business model where a hundred percent of the product gets sold. It doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, like right now, check this out. Right, just take let's take slavery out of it. Let's take that off the table. Right now, we're dealing with a drug crisis. Even in drugs, the minute you, I don't care how big you get the, you go over to Colombia, you get all this or whatever. You come from Medico, you get this and that. You got I don't know how many bricks. When it's time to sell and distribute that product it has to be you gotta house it somewhere they call it the trap house we call it the spot in detroit man you uh, homie got a spot he got two or three spots that mean he got a place that this is what he's pumping out of right that's how the drug game somewhere you got to have a spot when you holding it first and then even from there if you give little jojo a pack and he can go down to the corner and do hand to hand he had to come out it was a central point where everything was held at and it went from there then, you know, we got this unfortunate tragedy right now with human trafficking with women. Women are being kidnapped. They're being taken. They've been sold. They've been moved all around the world. But before they are moved around the world, they had to house. They're housing these women somewhere first. We never was taught, or, or at least I wasn't. I never seen where the Africans was housed at. They show you the dungeon over there in West Africa. And, to, and, you know, the way I think about things, well, damn, they should have, you should have hit one dungeon and came and hit another dungeon. But once you come to the Atlantic and you hit that dock, it's like all the people just disappear 
and they just go to their designated areas. And I'm like, yo, that just doesn't make sense to me. Right. But I want to read something real quick. I want to read something real quick. We're going back to this government document. And, you know, we just having a conversation, right? Maybe a little rambling, but we're just having a conversation, right? If we can look at where it says the slave trade in Virginia, 1619, 1767, right? I want to go down to the last paragraph, but I'm, I'm going to show you the first couple of the sentences first. It says, the title of this series refers to slaves because that was the status of most Negroes listed. But it should be remembered that until the middle of the... 17th century, excuse me, I almost said 19th. The middle of the 17th century, Negroes came as servants, not as slaves. We talked about that early on the podcast about those first ships with these Africans on it, or these Negroes, I should say. In the 1600s, mid-1600s, it was all volunteer. There was no chains. It was none of that. None of that happened, right? It, I think it was a, a governor of Virginia. He was doing some kind of speech and he let that out. And then the community was offended. But see, when he said that, he said, no, 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 first, the first Africans and um, people from other parts of the Americas, they came willingly. See, they got, oh, he don't know nothing about slavery. But I knew that that devil knew what he was talking about. They, they know they know the real history, right? So we're going, we're going to continue, though. It's going to give the totals, depending on the estimates in all the years. And they're talking about how many people came from Africa to the Americas. But it's very something very interesting after it says 1764. It said when the full records exist for all the ports except Acomac, which can be disregarded because of its lack of direct participation in the slave trade, no figure is given in which the total includes more than 20%. Okay, so now let's stop. The government in their own documents is saying that it was a formula that they came up with to say how many Africans came off the ship. They really didn't know. It's right here. It's, you can go get the, I'm going to put the source in the description box. But I'm just, we're reading it together. It was, they came up with a formula. When they talk about how many imports they had, it was a formula that they used to come up with how many Negroes came from Africa. And then look, let's look at the last paragraph. It says, in the case of slaves exported, now you're being shipped out, the highly variable nature of this trade did not warrant estimate totals. So that means when you got shipped out, they knew exactly how many Negroes left because you're coming from the mainland. But when you started to come in, when they started doing the counting, they really didn't know. And then it says, look, of the slaves exported, 1,055 went to Maryland, 12 went to North Carolina, 9 went to Rhode Island, um, 8 in a shipment number to Barbados. And then they're just talking about where did the people go, right? But let's go down a little further, right? I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to show you something else because we're still talking about Virginia and then we're talking about Carolina. But that's Virginia, right? So let's talk about the Carolinas because we see the Carolinas was on that um, the slave voyages. Like this is where the bulk of the people went, right? This is where the bulk of the people went. So let's take a look and see what's, uh, what's going on in South Carolina. But again, we're at Carolina. And I just gotta, I just gotta say it again. There's no such thing as a business model where a hundred percent of the product gets sold, right? Even if we use that example of the drug game, you know, JoJo don't come onto the block. He got a whole trap house and he just totally sells out every day. Like it don't work that way, man. If we talk about human trafficking again, and unfortunately we had to use that as an example, right? 
nobody is there's no business model where a hundred percent of the product gets sold so if you're telling me that people in the 1600s and early 1700s where technology wasn't advanced like that they it's not like they can email to tell you they on the way or they can pick up the phone and tell you what's it's like yo or they can just no that type of technology didn't exist you just had ships that can just roll up at any time of the day i mean look just think about the weather conditions man just think like because remember you got to go back to how they showed you don't fix it up for them don't because i think what we do Sometimes this devil give us a lie and then we fix it up for him. Like, okay, we make it sound believable because the way he gave it to us, we just, if we just took it like he gave it to us, it wouldn't really make no sense. But we start fixing it up and start fashioning it up. And you start saying, we start making it believable now. But if you just took it like he told you, hey man, we just put some half naked people in the bottom of the ship and it wasn't a seasonal thing. We brought this, we did this all year round. We left from a tropical area and we brought these people over here to, to the east coast and southeast and northeast portion of the United States, no matter what the season was. We didn't have no clothes for them, no nothing, no place to house them. We didn't. Yo, that don't make no sense. Where did you house these people? Go back to my early example. 900 slaves came. 200 get sold that day. 700 don't. What, what do the 700 live at? What do the 700 do? Where do the 700 go? Like, what happens? We never even asked these devils that. So look, on here on Real Black Content Forum Podcast, we just we're not saying this is how it happened or that is how it's happened. I'm just saying, like, yo, it's a lot of questions you could throw around because we have always said on this platform, look, there was black indigenous people already here. Central America, South America, and the islands, right? They were already here. Southern California, some spots in Florida. Then we we know we go over different locations. Buford, uh, South Carolina, we showed, you know, those indigenous brothers and sisters that was in Canada. And then our African brothers and sisters came over, right? But I want to show you something because you can hear me talk. I'm going to let you hear what, the, what your government have said, right? What your government have said. We're going to the slave imports in Charleston, South Carolina, origin, 1706 to 1775, right? So we're going to go down a few sentences. And it says, the total number of slaves imported came from the same sources except 1706 to 1724, which came from a report in 1737 by a committee of the South Carolina Assembly containing a slave importations published in London, right? And then they talk about the number of the cargoes and all this and all that. Okay, so this paragraph is talking about where they kept the records at. Duty books, A, B, and C, and D, shipping returns. This is how they kept up with the importation of Negroes. This is how they kept up with them, right? This is Carolina. I'm going to show you where these Negroes came from based on this government document for the Carolinas, right? So now we got to scroll up a little bit, right? Go, go to the other side and scroll up. We're still in the Carolinas. To ports or locations from which the slaves were exported to Charleston, are listed below so we gotta just let that breathe the ports or locations from which the slaves were exported to charleston are listed below right 
So now we're going to take a look at what the United States government said where the slaves were exported to Charleston, right? We, we, now we're going to see. From Africa ports, it got Angola and Vance Island and Boney and Cape Coast and Cape Mount and Gambia and the Gold Coast and Senegal and Sierra Leone and Weta. And it says, by far the most frequent designation and the books were simply Africa. So we just get these people coming in. They exported, they coming to Charleston, boom. Just Africa. Just Africa. Okay. Then there's some more ports where these Negro slaves came in from. And they came in from the Caribbean ports. Uh-oh, wait a minute. No, nobody. The Caribbean ports. Where in Caribbean? Bahamas? Barbados? Bermuda, Cuba, huh? Haiti, Jamaica, St. Christopher, St. Crooks, St. Vincent, and Tobago. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Nobody never told me that. Wait, what do you mean that during this Atlantic slave trade, Carolina was getting the bulk of their slaves from Caribbean ports? Where else did they get these slaves from, these Negro slaves from, right? From North American ports, Connecticut, East Florida, Georgia, Massachusetts, New York. No, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So listen, now we got to back up and now we got to have this conversation. The United States government, through a document that they have, is saying that there was a time in the Carolinas that two-thirds because they're given three different ports. Two out of the three ports is from the Americas. One is from the mainland. The other is from the Caribbeans. But that's all the Americas. And then that one third came from Africa. Did you know that? Did anybody ever teach you that? See? We're not saying nothing. We're just having a conversation. We just having a conversation, man, because these are a lot of people that popped up really quick. And we trying to say, hmm, that got to be a whole lot of shifts to do that. But it would be easier to do it if there were some people already here. It would be a little easy. We know the Yamasee was already here. We know the Yamasee was already here. We talked about that on this podcast. We know that. They found the ancient skulls of Negroes in Massachusetts and Connecticut and, oh, oh we didn't know that. Uh-uh, oh, oh, we didn't know that. Then they found other skulls in South America, down in Brazil, and we didn't know that. We didn't know that. And then Balboa Nunez, he was in Central, and what happened when he was in Central? They say, yo, it's a bunch of Negroes down there two days journey over there by Panama. We didn't know that. See, there's so much that we don't know. And today, we're not going to even claim like we know. But, you know, this conversation is something that our Afrocentric brothers, we just got to really think about. We ain't saying one way or the other. 
because now I can hear it already. See, you know, V, see, they, the reason how they was able to get all these Africans from, see, they, they shipped it from Africa to, to the Caribbean, and they came from the Caribbean, and then they shipped it to the United States. Hey, yo, that's cool. That's cool, but you know, all this shipping is one thing. Somebody got to show me where they housed all these people that they said that they shipped. Because if Slave Voyages is telling me that 12 million Africans were shipped from Africa forcibly into the Americas, if you left a dungeon, it'll only make sense if you come to the Americas and they put you in another dungeon and hold you until you sold. The problem is when we start looking around in these Americas, we don't see these dungeons. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Content Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace. Because, you know, this is...